0: MyMac Podcast number 47. The next generation of radio. It's the mymac.com podcast.
1: Podcasting from the mymac.com studios. It's your hosts Tim Robertson and Chad Perry.
2: And uh, we're back in our first show in October. Yes, it is. You know, I started the podcast in December of 2004, so we've
0: never recorded in October until now. Mm, Or any other month, for that matter. (laughs) Well, December we have. Yeah, we haven't got to another December yet. No. Well, yeah, that means we're coming up on our one-year anniversary for the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, fun, fun, fun. So you're going camping this weekend.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it another shot. Uh, Hopefully the weather will cooperate a little better than last time, and I won't be looking at uh, heat indexes towards 100 degrees. Yikes.
2: We, uh, we're going to have probably an abbreviated show today. We don't have a whole lot prepared. Really, there's not a whole lot going on in the Mac world.
0: No, we, we know there's some special announcement coming out next week. Yep, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, our focus
2: segment is going to be a new segment this week, and it's called Chad the Answer Man. <laughs> this is an idea that I, Tim, came up with uh, today, actually. And decided to inflict on me, Chad. <laughs> and so I sent Chad an email, and I said... Uh, Hey, Chad, I'm going to ask you questions that you're going to be... Well, let me just read what I, I sent to, to Chad. It says, Tim will ask Chad questions, maybe Mac-related or not. And today, by the way, it's it's not. Okay. And Chad has to provide an answer, real or not. Great. Chad is not permitted to see the questions ahead of time and has to come up with the answers on the spot. Mm. You're quick on your feet, though. Yeah. We'll switch this around sometimes and then you can this will be a reoccurring thing that we'll do every couple weeks or once a month or something just I don't to wanna, mix it up yeah i don't want to do it every day or every no. week but uh let's jump right into some apple news from macminute.com
0: and at the top we've got forbes apple ipod sales could top 10 million in q4 this is from october 3rd And a report on Forbes Today notes that UBS Investment Research said its recent checks abroad revealed solid demand for notebooks and a promising outlook for Apple. In short... Our meetings were very positive for Apple into year-end and next in terms of potential new iPods and possible build plans, said the firm. We also believe that our findings track our expectations for PC growth of 12% this year and 9% next, including notebook unit growth of 26% this year, as contacts expect normal seasonality with solid laptop demand despite market concerns about fuel prices. In addition, UBS said it expects iPod sales to top ten million this quarter. That's a lot of iPods. I know it.
2: And laptop growth twenty six percent. That's you know, laptops really is is the breadwinner. It seems to me for most computer manufacturers right now. That's the largest growth segment in in all of, all of the uh, different types of computers. Um, in fact, you got a newer laptop now. Yes, you I do. G three, nine hundred megahertz. G three yeah. iBook. Yeah, not brand new, but you know, you didn't oh, good need it for of the what lap. I need Yeah. You know. um, it's
0: probably still better than the laptop that I use at work once in a while. By so. the way,
2: that thing you wanted me to bring in your email. Yeah, I couldn't find it, but we'll we'll get it hooked up. All right. Uh, next news story from MacMinute com posted on September thirtieth. Registration for MacWorld Expo San Francisco open. IDEG. Macworld Expo today announced that attendee registration is now open for the Macworld Conference, taking place January 9th through the 13th at San Francisco's Moscone Center. Moscone or Moscone? Moscone. Moscone. That's sad because I've been there. (laughs) Attendees who register before December 9th will receive early bird pricing rates. Uh, This year's Expo offers a new feature, Market Symposium. These special day long conferences event the de- <laughs> conference events are designed <laughs> to help people in specific markets get the most out of their Mac computing experience. Currently planned symposium, symposiums includes Yeah. Include small business, education, K through twelve, podcasting, mm. art directors and new media artists. We should uh take a look at that podcasting. I, I wouldn't mind doing podcasting. That would my be fun.
0: Yeah, I would. I definitely want to learn to do it well before I got into it. though. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, I I wouldn't want like you know uh, thousands and thousands of people worldwide listening to this podcast, and I've never taken any classes or anything. I know that it, would just be you
0: know horrible. embarrassing. It, it would. I mean, they'd know we were hacks. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, I've read stuff online saying stuff that basically gives you step by step on how to create a podcast, and I like the first rule is always. Have a script, Mm -hmm. stick to the script, and don't ramble. Mm. So we should definitely...
0: Read well and get your broadcasting and communications degree before you get into podcasting. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Uh, And as Chad was talking about earlier, uh, Apple to hold a One More Thing media event on October 12th at 10 a.m.
0: At the Moscone West Convention Center in San Francisco.
2: In recent years, Apple has used the events, these events to release the iTunes Music Store,
0: the iPod Nano, and
2: other stuff like the rocker phone. Yeah. And that's all the news that we're going to go into today. We do have a contest. We do. We have a contest this week. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool, I hope. And it's a new company that we haven't dealt with in the past at all. And who are these folks? They're called RadTech, and they Mm. can be found at radtech.us. That's R-A-D-T-E-C-H dot U-S. Mm. Did I put any extra letters in there? I don't think so. No. Um, Basically, I found them online, and I saw that they sold some really, it looks like really cool Mac stuff, and Mm. I thought... Well, we ought to start a relationship with them. Maybe they'd like to uh, give some stuff away. Cool. So that's what we're going to do. We're actually going to give four of their products away to one lucky listener. Cool. And, of course, all they have to do to enter this contest is send an email to contest at com, And we'll get into blah, 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 blah. the specifics of it. Yep. We'll get into that a little later on in the show.
1: Hey, Tim and Chad. It's Guy. Just wanted to tell you about a funny Mac story that I have. Uh, it actually involves the very first... GUI that I'd ever seen on a computer, and, and actually one of the first Apple computers I'd ever seen. My brother had purchased a uh, an Apple Lisa for those of you that remember what that computer was, and it was the kind that had the two. It had like the the dual 400K floppy disks on it, and no hard drive. Everything was was run off floppies, and uh, basically when you turn it on, you had to put the OS floppies in, and then once the, the computer had booted up, you could take your, your other programs, which were also on floppies, and put those in. So he had the, kind of the predecessor to, to Mac Draw and Mac Paint and Mac Word, for those that remember all those programs, and loaded it up for myself and some of my other relatives to kind of play around with. Well, none of us had really ever touched a computer before. This is like 1983, 1984. And we ended up erasing the files off, not not just the files, but the programs off of the disks. And when he came back in to check on us, we're all like, well, look at this. Your your computer isn't working. What's going on? And he just smiled and said, not a problem. You know, it's a, it's an Apple. It just works. And he turned it off and turned it back on and loaded the operating system and then Put the uh, the program discs in, and lo and behold, there wasn't anything on them. <laughs> well, he was uh, he was less than pleased with with all of us, and we ended up. <laughs> he he basically kicked us out of the room, and he had to go back to uh, to the Apple dealer that he'd gotten the original computer from, and and begged them to reload the programs onto the discs, and it was. It was probably at least a year and a half before any of us were allowed into the room where his uh, his computer was after that. So anyway, that's my that's one of my funny Mac stories, and uh, I'll talk to you all later.
2: Bye. And, of course, that's uh, Guy responding to a call that I made last week for your funny or interesting Mac stories.
0: And thanks for sending that in, Guy.
2: Yeah, it was uh, unexpected and uh, a treat. Thank you. Uh For everybody else out there, what I have to do is record a, a funny Mac story or computer story, something mm-hmm. to do with technology that other Mac users you think would enjoy hearing, emailing it to us at w
0: <laughs> my mac.
2: <laughs> gotcha again.
0: Yes, you did. MyMacPodcast at gmail dot com.
2: He has a problem with that because he just absolutely never accesses it himself. Which I is I'm the one that I always don't. accesses it, so I know. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, send us uh, your funny Mac stories. We'll play them right here on the show and uh, share your your Mac wisdom, your Mac humor with other Mac users. Yep. Uh, speaking of feedback, I got a email from Glenn Perez, the human factor. And mm-hmm. he writes... Here, you want to read that? Sure. I'm handing him my PowerBook because <laughs> I didn't print this out. Yep.
0: Hi, Tim. On your podcast last week, you mentioned a problem you had with Word crashing on your PowerBook G5. I did a little research on this, and here's what I found. Oh, by the way, you're not alone in experiencing this problem. Others are reporting the same problem with Word, and in some cases, other office applications are also crashing. Some of the possible causes mentioned have to do with fonts, corrupt, duplicate, or open type, Another possible cause mentioned was not having the Service Pack 2 update for Office 2004 for Mac installed. Someone also noticed that Microsoft Air Reporter was also crashing and recommended disabling this, however they did not say how to do this. Another interesting point was that many mentioned that Word would crash when switching from the background or another program or when using a non-standard font that had not been in a Word document before. I hope this information helps.
2: Uh, Thanks, Glenn. uh Actually, yeah, you know what? I thought I had my office 2004 completely up to date Mm -hmm. so i went and i checked for any updates in it and sure enough i didn't have service pack 2 installed Mm. on either the powerbook or the g5 i thought for sure i had already installed it on the g5 and i might have on a secondary drive that i use to boot up when i want to run disk tools on the main drive Mm -hmm. um i didn't check to make sure but i was i was pretty positive that i had installed service pack 2 I haven't saw them now. It hasn't crashed, but I only saw it about maybe three days ago. Yeah. So you know,
3: we'll, we'll see if that <laughs> takes care of the
2: problem or not. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross my fingers, but you know what? Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not. The crashing usually happens when I go to another application, such as a web browser. I copy text and then I switch back to Word to paste it in. Hmm. And as soon as I switch back and hit paste, that's when I get the spitting ball and something that's sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. Hmm. I don't think it's a, a corrupt font, mm-hmm. uh, simply because it's happening on multiple machines. So, you know, I, I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye on it. If it doesn't fix it, or if it does, I'll uh, make mention of it on the podcast in the future. But, sure. But uh, in the meantime, thanks a lot, George. Uh, Glenn, or Glenn, thanks for
0: sending that in.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and I, hope it's, I hope it's a problem that is fixed. Some other... Feedback. Let me jump over here. do 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 This is a nice little uh, um, feedback I thought was cute.
0: Yep. Hi there, Tim. My name is Caitlin, and I'm 14. I just wanted to tell you guys that I absolutely love your podcast. You and Chad just bounce off each other, and it makes the whole thing a lot more fun to listen to.
2: That's because we both probably need to lose a little weight. Yeah. We're bouncy.
0: Yeah, we are kind of bouncy. We're, we're kind of <laughs> round at this stage, Caitlin, so... <laughs> Your site has loads of awesome content. I can only hope to have such an awesome and popular site someday. Speaking of which, I have a website dedicated to everything technology. You can check it out at http www.originaldwelling.com. That's all one word, originaldwelling.com, just like it sounds. Anyway, just wanted to say hello and say keep up the great work with your podcast.
2: Thanks, Caitlin. Thanks, Caitlin. Um, wow, she's 14 years old and, and has her... On website. I went and checked it out and it's good. It's yeah? a good website. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, speaking of our website, let me uh, jump on and see what new content we have available. Hmm. In fact, uh, we're really getting uh, quite popular with the how-tos lately. Which uh, is great. Because I was complaining about it yeah. a month ago. And here we are a month later and we've already had like six or seven how-tos posted, mm-hmm. which is just fantastic. And again, this is... Uh, Anybody out there who's looking to become a Mac writer and has some loads of information you'd like to share and you Mm -hmm. think that your writing is good enough, let me know. Send me an email to Tim at MyMac.com and uh, we'll definitely take a look at any submissions you want to send in. Uh, I get a lot of email from people saying, you know, I would really like to and I think I could do it, but man, I just, it's been years since I've had to write since back in college or people that are in college, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if my stuff would be quite good enough. Um, and that's why we have editors. That's right. <laughs> well, not only that, but we give people a chance. Right. Um, a lot of the people that write at MyMac.com never wrote anywhere before. Mm-hmm. This is the, the, I don't want to say their big break because I don't want to make it sound like we made them super popular or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, we really are a family of of writers at MyMac.com. Um, there's no competition. There's no Stress. There's no, we don't hand out assignments to people. Hey, we we want you to write about this. Yeah, um, I do make suggestions, such mm-hmm. as we could really use some more how-to's. I think our listeners would like that. Yeah, and some of the writers, I didn't say specifically aim that at any one writer, but one of our writers, like John Nemorovsky, said, mm-hmm. hey, "I would." That's what I'd really like to do. Mm-hmm. And John's cranked out uh, number. This is his second one right now, and it's the most ten-point tutorial, and it's talking about shadows in both Adobe Photoshop CS2. And uh, what's the other one? Yeah, Adobe Photoshop, Photoshop CS2. Sorry. Yep. Uh, that's up online right now. You'll find that right below the listing for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy named Tim Robertson.
0: Yeah, he reviewed uh, the Scan Snap by Fujitsu. That's
2: a document scanner. Man, that thing is really, really small. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. And why? It just it works. I yeah. wish I had OCR. I wish it would actually read the text as text. So it was right. out of. Uh, edible and searchable with a tiger but mm-hmm. unfortunately it's not so i only gave it a four out of five a four and a half out of five right would have been perfect if it had some ocr built in
0: we've also got uh maxpiration another one by donny
2: this time talking about emailing photos using photoshop and that's We're of course iphoto iphoto, iPhoto. Yeah. yeah and that's there's his articles come with a lot of pictures mm-hmm. so if you're new to the mac and you don't want to just read dry text there are pictures on how to do it. And he actually circles and highlights exactly what he's talking about in the graphics right in his how-to article. So that's really helpful, and uh, I think you guys will really enjoy that one.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, Don, Donnie's has got a making for an e-book pretty soon if he keeps this up. Yeah, really, no doubt. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
2: John Nemirovsky reviewed the eMedia Learn to Play Keyboard Pack USB version. I cannot play keyboard, so I'm glad someone reviewed it that knows what they're doing because yeah. if they would have sent it to me... I, I, what, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> ding, ding, twinkle, twinkle, little star. That's about all I could do. And, of course, we have the blogs, the writer blogs. Uh, a lot of people email me asking, what's the difference between features and blogs? I mean, I don't understand why you guys mm-hmm. have these two separate things. Yeah. The features is everything that has to do with Macintosh and its content that's under editorial control, i.e., if you see something up on the feature side, it was posted there by me. The writer sent in that article, Mm -hmm. that review, whatever it happens to be, to me. I edit it along with Russ Walkowicz. I create the HTML, and I post it on the site. The blog side is pretty much the wild, wild west. The writers writers have um, pretty much an open season on what they want to write about. You want to write about um, how badly uh, Bill Clinton was as president, how badly George Bush is as president? Go ahead. You want to write about religion? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, it was starting to get a little bit carried away for a while there. Yeah, um, it was getting a little bit too political, and mm-hmm. uh, I asked them, them as in the staff, to maybe I don't know, let's focus on something else for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did, but you know, John Demersky has some really cool blogs. Um, is Dick Buckley worth three dollars per hour? Is a really <laughs> good blog. I would suggest everybody go read that. Yep. Um, Guy Searle posted what I thought was some really really interesting. Um, stories about his Middle East adventures. Yep. That was I, I really like that. Uh, Roger Bourne's posting some stuff. Bruce Black, Black is back. Okay. Ask Uncle Dupless anything. <laughs> you see what I'm trying to do here? We're looking at this on my PowerBook,
0: and so, you're trying to manipulate it from my I, yes yeah. I, not, grab, uh-huh.
2: I grab I uh, grab Chad's mouse on his G5, <laughs> and I'm like, why is not does it froze? <laughs> and of course, on his G5 screen, the mouse is going what what? <laughs> what? Stop moving. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we've definitely got some uh, great feedback uh, from people out there asking a lot of questions, and mm-hmm. we're always looking for new writers, so if you are interested, send us an email. Yep. And, uh, let's see, do-do-do-do-do, oh, okay. okay, uh, Gary Wales sent us an email, i got to pull it up here, and he's in Dubai, Media City.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm, okay, Dubai, is that where I think it is?
0: I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, Gary writes, can you read it from there? Just listen to Podcast 46, great show. What has been your most cherished Mac product? And the ubiquitous request for a Gmail account if possible. <laughs> we'll start at the
2: bottom. Uh, if anybody's looking for a Gmail account, send an email to mymacpodcast at com. Just ask for a Gmail account. I'll mm-hmm. respond with a Gmail invite. You'll get to one. Yep. Um uh, what has been your most cherished Mac product
0: boy that's that's a hard one to answer.
3: Can you think no. of one
0: offhand? You know probably what I'm using right now, my your g5 my G5 yeah. although you know I, I love my G four when I got it, and that was my little four hundred fifty megahertz g four yeah think. that's kind of my thing it's It's
2: the the machine I happen to be using right then is really my most cherished. Of course, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a little bit different than probably a lot of people because I use the G4 with a 23-inch cinema display Mm -hmm. in my office, and that's where I do the heavy-duty work. But more and more, I'm finding myself writing and doing some HTML work and stuff like that, and, in fact, even editing some of the podcasts. I'm at PowerBook G4 Mm -hmm. in the kitchen. So I'm using basically two machines at the same time, but I'm still using my old G4 uh, dual processor 500 is kind of a backup server. Mm-hmm. It's got some um, high-speed SCSI drives in it, some extra IDE drives. So right. I use that to share and save information to that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I use multiple machines, but as far as what's my, well, what's my most cherished? It's it just whatever the most recent machine I have is. <laughs> it's it's a, that's so hard. <laughs> if if, yeah. if we took it outside of the actual computer. And made it what's my most technological blank. Mm-hmm. I, for me, I'd probably have to say my 23 inch display. Yeah. Because it just changes the way you work. Mm. And uh, a flat panel monitor that's that big, you know, it's just it's a huge benefit when you're doing a lot of work
3: email this is Apple Airport Express you're cleared for wireless takeoff from the living room internet this is Apple Airport Express you're cleared for landing in the kitchen iTunes this is Apple Airport Express you're coming in nice and easy on our wireless runway
0: Apple Airport Express from small dog electronics wireless networking anywhere you are browse email print even listen to music wireless go wireless now with a 12-inch iBook airport Express and carry case for 1149 small dog electronics in Waitsfield and on the web at smalldog.com. small Dog is wireless.
3: And now, Not Mac News with Chris Sebel. Mac users the world over are filled with anticipation because Apple recently announced another invitation-only media event. Speculation is running rampant that Apple will unleash a video iPod at the event. Not Mac News has learned that the speculation is completely wrong. According to an internal Apple memo, absolutely nothing will be announced at the media event. Instead, according to the memo, Steve set it up just because he likes all of the attention. In completely unrelated news, Google and Sun have teamed up to release an Office Suite productivity package that will run over the internet. After hearing the news, Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer was quoted as saying Google Eric Smith Eric Smith's eyes and it's how I get my freak on. End quote. Then, Mr. Ballmer threw 43 chairs and was awarded the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight title. Not Mac News. Only on the MyMac.com podcast. I'm Chris (laughs) Siebel.
2: Thanks, Chris. Awesome. That's definitely one of the better ones. Um, Better what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got a contest, as I was talking about, from Rad Tech. And uh, the website is radtech.us, R-A-D, Tech.us, And we're going to give away four other products, but I didn't want to just give stuff away um, because they're a company I'm kind of unfamiliar with. I wanted to mm-hmm. learn a little bit more about them, so I asked them to email me a little bit of information about RadTech, and I found it interesting, so I wanted to share that.
0: Yep. RadTech began life as Radiologic Technologies, a medical software solutions provider, in 2000. Their flagship and Macintosh-based solution for cancer radiotherapy was awarded the Computer World Smithsonian Award and permanently archived at the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of American History.
2: Awesome.
0: Yep. In the course of distributing this hardware and software, they found it necessary to develop a range of additions and protective solutions to prolong the life of Apple notebook computers, as the then-shipping Apple PowerBooks had a propensity to age extremely rapidly. hmm Soon after these solutions began shipping with with the systems, they were discovered by PowerBook users within within and outside the medical community. Word of the solutions seemed to spread like wildfire, and within days the sale of these solutions overshadowed sales of the medical systems. Since then, radiologic technology softwares have been sold, and RadTech has emerged as a fast-growing manufacturer and distributor of computing accessories with nearly 30 direct employees and about half as many contractors. RadTech's main offices, retail store, and primary warehouse are housed in an 8,000-square-foot facility in an ecologically engineered business park located in Earth City, Missouri. A 60,000-square-foot secondary warehouse and manufacturing facility is located nearby in Fenton, Missouri.
2: I think that's awesome. What a a great success story. They Mm -hmm. started life doing A. Mac users found out about them and went, oh, hey. Well, and doing A very well. I mean, (laughs) absolutely. Um, What a fantastic company. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go ahead and give uh, four items away. The first thing we're going to give away is the BT500 Mini Mobile Mouse. This is a uh, obviously a Bluetooth mouse. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a neat looking little mouse. It's it's uh it looks like how many buttons does this thing have? Looks like at least a two, Uh, possibly a three three button scroll mouse. And uh, I I like it. It's a really neat design. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to give you guys, I should say, Ritech is giving us to give to you guys uh, one, and it's going to be a white one. So Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. The next item is the rad tech clear clip and it's for a uh ipod, iPod, iPod shuffle,
3: shuffle. That's,
2: it's a nice looking little item mm-hmm. i like how now on this clip instead of covering the whole thing it just kind of um clips around the side of it yeah and at the top and that little clip looks like it might be uh, pretty sturdy mm-hmm. so that's gonna be cool
0: yep and then we also have the omni cleans um, which is a, a safe a safe cleanser for...
2: Screens, lenses, CDs, that sort of yep. thing. Uh, we're going to give one of those away. And last, which is probably what they're famous for, is the Neocase. And that's a neoprene uh, sleeve with retractable handles, and it's water repellent, and it's for your power book and... Uh, it looks pretty cool. It looks mm-hmm. great. So we're gonna give away all four of those products to one person instead yep. of saying, Oh, we're gonna have we got four things, we're gonna we're gonna give it all to one person. So wow. that's gonna be pretty cool. How do you enter the contest?
0: Basically you send in an email to contest at mymac dot com yep. and in the uh, message line or the subject line you put in Rad w- Tech. Rad Tech. That's right. So uh, message oh and we also want your full name,
2: address uh, obviously, for shipping. Yep. And, and also include your phone number because mm-hmm. a lot of companies, such as FedEx or UPS, they want that in case they can't get a hold of you and they don't want to leave the product sitting out. Right. So send your name, address, and phone number in an email. Don't worry, I'm not going to share it with anybody except
3: Rad the Tech. winner.
2: Well, but then only the winner. Yep. So, I mean, if uh, 20,000 people enter, only one of those is going to go to RadTech. Yep. And the rest will be deleted afterwards. I don't keep. And a lot of people are like, you know what, I get enough spam, I don't need to mm-hmm. enter a contest uh, under the guise of getting something for free, and that just turns into more spam. Mm-hmm. Any happening.
0: Yep, and for all you folks who listen for a while, you know how we feel about that. For all you new listeners, we don't
2: do that. No, nope, we do not sell any emailing lists. We don't give away that information to anybody. Uh, when we have a contest partner, such as Adobe, mm-hmm. like we've had in the past, um, uh, Alum Systems, oh, mm-hmm. actually we haven't done anything with Loom Systems. I might have given something away. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that some other day. Okay. <clears throat> oh, look over there. Oh no, look over there. <laughs> um, you know, so Roxio. Roxio. Uh, we yeah. send the winner in- winning information to the to that company, but we don't send them. Okay, here's all the people that uh, signed up for this yeah. contest. You can hit them with marketing stuff in a week or so. They won't know.
0: No, we don't do that. All they get is the winners information. That's so they right. Know who to ship it to?
1: You're listening to the Dashboard Minute, exclusively on the MyMac.com podcast. Hey, hey, hey. One, two, three, four. Hi, all! Thanks for listening. I'm Guy Searle, and I welcome you again to the Dashboard Minute. Let's start off with a great card game widget called FreeSell. Yep, the very same time-wasting game that billions of Windows users have killed productivity with for almost a generation. If it's good enough for them to be in the start menu since Windows 95, well, it should be good enough for us in Dashboard. Just in case there's more than two people listening that don't know how to play, the concept is simple. All cards in the deck are laid out into eight rows with four free cells, uh, hence the name, on the top left of the screen in which you can take any card from the bottom of the rows to get to cards higher up. The four cells on your left are your suit piles, in which to stack cards from each suit starting with the ace and working through progressively. Cards can be stacked on top of each other in each row as long as they're progressive, big to little, and of different colors. This is a great solitaire game for those with a few quick moments to spare. It's a 359k download and I found it at dashboardwidgets.com. It was created by Dan Erdahl, who goes by the screen name of Dannerdahl on the DashboardWidgets.com site. He wrote to me and told me he is in the process of adding a few more features to what is already a pretty good widget. Thanks for writing in, Dan. If you enjoy playing solitaire-type games, make sure you download this one. This next one is one that any regular user of Dashboard will enjoy. Mm, well, as long as you have all the requirements, that is. Everyone talks about this great convergence of the internet and television, but no one really seems to do anything about it. Well, finally, someone has. It's called VF1, and it's your very own internet television. Once activated, it gives you almost 40 channels of internet television on a screen that is reminiscent of the old 1950s and 60s television sets. Lots of different genres are represented, including a comedy channel... That always seems to have the Three Stooges on. Yeah, what a shame. Also, shopping channels, news channels, music channels, and local TV affiliates from around the country. In order to use this widget properly, you must have QuickTime, the Real Player, and Microsoft's Media Player pre installed, as many of the channels use these different formats to present their content online. Also, if you don't have a broadband connection, I wouldn't bother installing this as it takes a lot of bandwidth to push video like this through to your computer. The person that created this widget has an email address which is sobox at mac.com. That's S-O-B-O-K-S. Don't have much more information on this guy and that's too bad as it's one of the most fun and useful widgets I've seen yet. Find it at Apple's Dashboard site, as well as Version Tracker and Mac Update. As always, if you have any questions or comments about the Dashboard Minute, or maybe, like Dan, you have a widget you'd like me to review, if you do, send me email to dbminute at gmail.com. That's it for now. I appreciate your listening, and I hope to see you again next week right here on the Dashboard Minute on the MyMac.com podcast.
2: And once again, thanks to Guy for the dashboard minute. I always enjoy that. Yep, another a great um, segment. I, you know what? I think I've downloaded almost all the widgets that he's mentioned. Really? Yeah, and now that uh, dashboard actually has um, that, so you can control which dashboard. Yeah, the widget manager. Yeah. I forgot the name of them. I'm glad you didn't know. <laughs> um, now that they have that, I'm so glad because it allows me to check out more widgets without having to worry about all these thousands of widgets sucking up all my mm-hmm. uh, processing power on my computer. Uh, speaking of processing power, actually, that that was, there was no segue there. I just wanted to do that. Sure. Uh, MyMac dot com and the MyMac dot com podcast are looking to expand our stable of podcasts. Right mm-hmm. now, we have one. Uh, we are talking to one other person at the moment mm. who has sent in a kind of a mock show and so far i really really like it Hmm. um i haven't finished listening to it all and i want to get my thoughts a little bit more together before i respond to him and and we can go into some more detail and if he's listening to this right now this is the first he's going to hear back since he sent that in to me Mm -hmm. uh I, i i like it um i think we can definitely do something however Everybody else out there, if you're interested in uh, doing a podcast, we are looking for talent. Mm-hmm. We're not asking anybody to do anything for free. There's going to be money involved in one way or another. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about that if you're interested. Yep. We're not going to go into financial details here on uh, during the podcast, obviously, no. for obvious reasons. But, you know, I think there's a, there's a huge market out there for different types of podcasts. Not just... Uh, ours is kind of a general show we're kind of goofy we go over mm-hmm. some news uh, I, I kind of explain my stupid ideas my you know I, we're just kind of goofing around a lot of the time yeah. we, we like to to give factual information and we like to try to help people if we can mm-hmm. and uh, but mostly this show this podcast is about entertainment yeah that's really what we're doing here we're, we're trying to entertain our listeners Um. But there's, there's, t- you know, there's how-to stuff that that we could do podcasts of. There's uh, a tech one that how to fix your computer. Mm-hmm. There's maybe uh, a podcast about new iPod gear. Yeah, you know, and we're not looking for something that's an hour long. We're looking for smaller stuff. In fact, if we had one or two really good ideas, and they're small podcasts. We could actually combine a couple of these ideas into making a larger show. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah. So if you're interested, uh, let me know, Tim at MyMac.com, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Yep. Now, I don't have any kind of theme music skewed up for this or anything. Okay. But this is gonna be our focus segment. It's getting dark in here by the way, so like my laptop is like glowing at me. Do you want
0: me to turn the lights on? No, I'm good. Okay.
2: It's it's a laptop. The screen's actually bright so I can yeah. eat it. Alright, this is uh I've got five questions for Chad and he has no idea what the questions are.
0: And I didn't even know there were gonna be five, so No
2: oh you didn't did I, I didn't tell you it was going to be no. Um actually you know th- and let me be honest, this started with, this was going to be a blog that I was going to write. Then I thought, I should ask Chad these questions during the podcast. (laughs) And that will be our focus segment. And uh, this is my Mac about Macintosh computers. And about the only thing that these questions have anything to do with the Macintosh is that we're recording this podcast on a Macintosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's about it. None of these have anything to do with the Macintosh. Okay, you ready for your first one? Fire away. Okay. Question number one. Is Cool Whip a food. Think about it, cool whip. Mm. What's the it, it's cool whip. You put it on pumpkin pie
0: and stuff. Is that sure. an actual food? Well, basically it's just dairy product, air, and some sugar. <laughs> so,
2: if, I, if you had cool whip in one hand and barbasol in the other hand. Ooh, could you tell the difference without like smelling them or eating them? I mean, they would look exactly the same.
0: Yeah, except for usually... Barbasol, by the
2: way, is is shaving cream. Shaving cream, yeah. For those who don't know.
0: Except for usually, like, if you let them melt, you could tell a difference. Barbasol would be kind of slick and soapy, and of course, Cool Whip would be sticky. Sticky and wet. Yeah. Okay. Okay, That that was question (laughs) number one.
2: (laughs) You're not, like, prepared for these, so you're like, oh, jeez.
0: I... Ah! ah." Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> By the way, a couple of these are all about food. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, there's something on your mind. I here. was
2: writing about these in the kitchen, that's close to the refrigerator, yep. so actually four of the five are about oh. food. Uh number two.
0: What is jello? Is it a solid or a liquid? I believe that gelatin is well, it's a suspension. So technically it's it's some sort of material suspended <laughs> in a liquid. So I guess it'd be considered a liquid, but. <laughs>
2: I mean, what? Well, if you take water and the, the powder at mm-hmm. room temperature, they don't do anything. Then you mix them together, and it sits there, and it stays
0: like that. Why doesn't jello melt? If you leave it, it doesn't melt. Well, if you don't make it right, it will actually melt back eventually. I mean, you've had that, you know, the family gathering Aunt Frida's runny jello. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I do. And, and why
2: do people put other stuff in the jello? like little marshmallows it's like chrono or frozen little things it's like suspended animation inside the jello you
0: know i can understand fruit and jello i don't understand people with like vegetables in jello yeah I, I don't get that i
2: don't either it's like jello is the catch-all oh, we'll make it with jello and we'll call it jello salad or you know what the heck yeah Okay, number th- that was number two, by the way. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three. Wasn't it just yesterday that Ozzy Osbourne and his demented family were all over the television dial? And now, poof, they're gone. What happened? Not that his absence is, you know, a bad thing or anything, but...
0: What happened to the Osbournes? Yeah, wh- where's Ozzy? I mean, I, like, two years ago,
2: I, he was on, like, this talk show and that talk show. He was on every commercial. He's Every time you go to MTV, there's Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And now... He's like nowhere.
0: It's not just me. You've noticed that too. No, I've noticed it, and not that I've missed him at all. (laughs) I (laughs) I, I I think people were just were just tired of the Osbournes. You know how many how many times can you watch a dysfunctional English family in in Los Angeles? You know. You know, and watching... Throwing hams at people. Yeah, throwing hams at people with those 16 little tiny dogs running around. Don't you think at
2: one time, at least I could say this for me, I, like, really dug Ozzy Osbourne. Um, I, I I really liked mostly his, his 80s stuff, like Ultimate see, Sin and right, stuff like that. right, and that's that.
0: when, we were, when we were kids, he Ozzy was a man. He was. But, but in... And now
2: you see him, and don't you just kind of feel sorry for him? You don't mm-hmm. think of Ozzy as this hardcore madman biting the head off a of bat's rocker anymore. Mm-mm. You see him as this shaky can barely even function properly
1: I'm
0: uh, uh, mm-hmm. looking <laughs> for my bloody thing I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> you know, this guy is just gone. Yeah.
2: Uh, what don't you think the Osborne's television show was just like absolutely the worst thing he could have done?
0: I think for his madman, Black Sabbath, Ozzy on his own image, yeah. I think it was probably was the worst thing he could have done. Okay. It did much more for his wife than it did for him. <laughs> oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. Uh,
2: question number four. Why is it easier to open a box of rat poison than a jar of dill pickles?
0: <laughs> think about it. <laughs> because because the pickles are usually vacuum packaged to to make sure they stay fresh. Nobody really cares whether rat poison stays fresh. Why is the it? rats don't even care? <laughs> what do you think, though? It's, it's
2: rat poison. Poison. What do you think that would be harder to open than it is? It should be if you have kids around. <laughs> and why do they make dill pickles or pickles in general so damn hard to open? I mean, give me a. You would think that they would have learned by now, just by watching comedians and in in, in uh, television shows that. Opening a jar of pickles, you know, the guy tries it, he mm-hmm. can't do it, and his wife goes, and pops right open. Right. And he goes, oh, I loosened it for you. I mean, almost every sitcom has used that bit at least once if they've been on the air for more than a couple of years.
0: Well, you know, pickle jars are to the food industry, what the iPod has been to, like, the technology section. You know, iPod comes out, all these accessories come out, pickle jars, you can't open them. How many pickle jar accessories are there out there right now? <laughs> Probably more than
1: I can count. <laughs> That's
0: right. And a lot of them come in with the old iMac colors. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: but it's just it's like come on make i mean they even have bottles uh, or pill bottles now that older people can open because you know they went with the the big twist cap on yeah Yeah. they went for a long time with you couldn't open anything you had to line up the arrows and Mm -hmm. stand on one foot and do a somersault and shake it and four times to the left four times to the right and then it'd Mm -hmm. pop open and then they found out a lot of people were dying because they couldn't open their stinking pill bottle, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get their nitroglycerin pill because they were having a heart attack, and mm-hmm. that stupid child-proof thing. So they made a lot of those, It's now it's super simple to easy. Yeah. Um, why can't they do that with pickles? How difficult would that be? Do we need a super suction vacuum-sealed pickles? I mean, I like a good pickle, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But... You know, I like to be able to eat them without my hand throbbing for a half hour afterwards from trying to open the stupid
0: jar. So what do you want, some sort of pop-top pickled Pez
2: dispenser or something? Well, I would rather my
0: peanut butter be more fresh than my pickle. Well, true.
2: And I can open the peanut butter thing in two
0: seconds. But think about it. What's a pickle? It's a cucumber that's been stuck in vinegar. How can you tell whether it's fresh or not? Exactly. It's (laughs) it's not even, how do you even call that fresh? It's an old
2: cucumber, you know. It's a pickled cucumber. That's what it is. And why do they all have to come in glass jars still? There's plastic now. I mean, the glass jar of a pickle weighs like 25 pounds.
0: Uh, it could have something to do with flavor because because uh, plastic do- actually does seep a little bit, and you will get a little plasticky flavor <laughs> sometimes. Our so. listeners are going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> <You know. laughs> Last question for,
2: uh, for Chad. What part of a pig do humans not eat? I can't think of any. I can't think of one part of a pig that we don't eat.
0: You know, yeah, people actually do eat pickled pigs' hooves, which amazes me. I've seen them in our area. Yeah, we're pickled in pigs' feet. Yeah, we're in Michigan, and I see them here. As, you skin as, them and make popping pork rinds out of that, and <laughs> <laughs> I, the what, stomach. I, maybe not. I don't know. Pig liver. I know you could probably eat that too. I'm sure people eat pig liver. I can't, pig think, pancreas? Of, I can't think of anything of a pig
2: kidneys? that we do not consume. Uh, the uterus. That's probably true with a chicken Testicles? as well. I don't a know. chicken and a cow.
0: I mean, you know, honestly. Well, yeah. I mean, human beings will eat every part of a chicken, but in this, this, in our particular culture, we usually don't eat the head and we don't eat the feet. Although those are considered delicacies in other cultures. So
2: a pig, a cow, and a chicken is. You would think that. They would eventually rebel against
0: us. <laughs> you know, we don't eat pig bones. That's it. Pig bones. No, we probably throw them to the dogs,
2: though. Oh, yeah. The but those are three
0: them. animals that we really don't waste anything of. And what we don't
2: physically eat ourselves, we don't. probably grind up and put in well, hot dogs. Like
0: feathers. We don't actually eat chicken feathers. Although we probably would stuff pillows with them, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, probably do. I mean, you know, with the
2: cow, we use its skin. Mm-hmm. Do we use a pig skin for anything? Football, baby. Oh, <laughs> pig skin. <Her. laughs> Well, that's been our show. I don't know how uh, great it's been, but uh, it's just one of those things that... <laughs> five things for you to ponder until our next podcast. <laughs> that's right. Um, here, here, we're going to do uh, five questions for Chad occasionally, so I, and I don't want to have to come up with questions all the time, so if you guys have a question that you want me to ask Chad live on the <laughs> air... Send send that to Tim at mymech.com I'll keep it strictly confidential, and I will spring it on Chad the next time. Because it's no fun if I know what's coming at me. No, because so. then he's got to think about it. Yeah, There's no fun in that. I'm going to drink a, have a drink of Mountain Dew to sign us off.
0: And I'll have a drink of water. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the MyMac.com podcast.
2: That was our show. We're done recording. Are we? No, I'm still recording.
0: Why? If you why are we still recording?
2: I don't know. That was the end of the show, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, so us any feedback? We're, we're. Oh, by the way, I I got a new game for my PSP. You did? what did you get? I got um. What is it called? Uh, Midnight Club Three Dub Edition. Mm. I am so hooked on that game. Really? I'm just like racing all over these cities and.
0: See, right now I'm still jipping on Ridge Racer just just so I can finish it. That's where I am with it. I just want to finish it. Right
2: well, now. I like I like Ridge Racer, but it's just so you're in the car and you have to go this direction. And, yeah. And it's really more about technique than anything. Whereas mm-hmm. Midnight Club, three is you buy different cars and you can trick them out, and that's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And I've been I got I uh, I I can't even tell you all the cars I've had. But uh, and I haven't cheated at all. There's a lot of cheat codes online mm-hmm. that you can unlock these cars. Unlock. Them. I was like, no, I just want to play. And and when I can unlock something, when I do it because I'm doing good, mm-hmm. it's more of a reward. And it's like, ah, I accomplished yeah. something. Yeah. And uh, I finally like, I got a Viper now.
1: I got, mm. I got the
2: Chrysler Viper. Really? Uh, How is it? That's pretty fast. Really? Yeah, I'm having fun. I almost got the 0- 06 Corvette, but I went with the Viper instead. Mm. And I've got like I 100. just like
0: the lines and the Viper. It just looks mean.
2: It does. It does. There's an Esprit in there that I want too, and I went took that for a test drive. That thing's really fast. Mm. So you have your. Uh, I, I noticed that you're using your iPod quite a bit now. Oh yeah. Uh, getting scratched up.
0: Um. You know, the screen is is still in pretty good shape. The back side is getting a little scratched, but that's because I, when you know, I'm not. I I take it to work with me every day and I listen to it on the way into work. Yeah. And uh, so, I put it in the little center console.
2: How about, we need to to find some cases. Yeah. I think it would be really good is if we put an invitation for anybody out there, and I know there's some um, vendors out there that listen to our podcast, Mm -hmm. Uh, send us some cases for a fourth generation iPod, full size, and uh, and we're not going to do technically a review, but we'll use each one and we'll talk about it on an upcoming show.
0: Hey, that's a good idea.
2: So it's kind of like almost free... Advertising for them. Yeah. Okay.